Good evening, Mate Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is episode number 42. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, television, and actors. Today we are talking about Chain Reaction, starring the special K, Mr. Keanu Reeves. This show is sponsored by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of spoken audio content. If you want to support our show and get a free audiobook, you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. You can usually keep up with the books we're reading there. This week we're watching a movie and you'll actually have to go pay for that in some fashion. But if you have a chance and you want to support the show, it really does mean a lot to us that you sign up for that free trial, get your free audiobook, and you keep the audiobook even if you cancel the trial. So before I continue, I need to introduce our panel. So today we have a very special group of guests. First up, he is a brilliant PhD physicist with a hot body who does nothing all movie but scream and swoon. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ezra. You know I'm smart because I'm British. (laughs) Also joining us today, he consumes cigars at a rate of very fast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris. Hey there. Uh, Even though you hear me or you see me smoking cigars, I don't appear to ever have it lit. (laughs) That's some some black folk magic right there. You just eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Also joining us, we have a very special guest today. He's a science-building-destroying, motorcycle-helmet-eschewing, dinosaur-exhibit-breaking, bridge-climbing, goon-killing badass. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Nick back to the program. I may be just a machinist, but I know all the frequencies to make everything happen. (laughs) (laughs) Using just your Casio keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you guys, I'm your host. I am an optimistic uh, British scientist convinced that hydrogen will one day save the entire world. My name is Alex. Sorry you died 10 minutes into the film, dude. Yeah, I hope nobody yeah. shoots me before I annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody shot you. They strangled you and your socialist ideals. <laughs> they strangled me with my socialism. I don't know how it may have happened, but they did it. So. <laughs> that and rubber tubing. Awesome. Ayn Rand hit squad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we talk more about the movie, I think we should get a good, solid summary behind us. So, Chris, your task, should you choose to remain on the show, is to to summarize the film Chain Reaction in one minute or less in the style of an evil southern gentleman spy. Wow, my southern isn't very good. Well, we'll find out. Yep. Well, the thing here is that... Well, I may be a man of mystery. I know that there's some mysterious things going on at the University of Chicago. They have this plan to use the power of water to make limitless hydrogen fuel for everybody, every man, woman, and child in this here United States, and perhaps even the world, China, South Africa, every other geopolitical power in the 1990s. It's all good. Well, the government doesn't take too kindly to that because of the uh, petroleum industry, so they hired me and my foundation, along with some other cronies that I have, to uh, blow the entire thing up and make my own. In the meantime, we're going to chase a machinist and a physicist around the Chicagoland area. All right, so now it's time for our, the compliment sandwich, the first half. Nick, as the guest, you as, as you now have the first choice to go first or last. Which do you prefer? Um, I'll go first. All right, lay it on us. Every time they're in one of the secret government facilities, they get ferried around on golf carts. Yeah, <laughs> and the person who's driving the golf cart indoors is an FBI agent wearing a full like three-piece suit and aviator glasses, <laughs> so you know he's an FBI agent. <laughs> because fluorescent lighting is a little too intense. 
<laughs> I also love the idea that someone graduated from the academy and did all of that work with the FBI to be a go-kart limousine <laughs> driver. You know, the FBI does not discuss tactics with the public. I am sure that he is up to more than just driving a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> he's also, his also, job is also to look damn good in aviators, but... Yeah, no, it's... Oh, he does. I mean, I don't want to take that <laughs> I was like, that is a sharp-dressed man. <laughs> All right, Ezra, I believe it's your turn to go second. So at one point, there's an alarm that goes off, and we get to see the whole like board of alarms, like all the different lights and stuff like that. And here's everything that was flashing at the time. Alarm on. Stop systems. Evacuate. Low-level leak. Gas on. <laughs> Gas off. Northeast shed alarm. <laughs> gas on and gas off. That, that would be a troubling time. <laughs> what do I do and how do I fix it? <laughs> All right. Compliment established. Chris, you are third. It was already mentioned in the introduction of Nick, but holy shit, they're at a museum and attacked by goons, and Keanu grabs a huge-ass bone and starts beating on people. Yeah, from the museum exhibit. Which also re- reminded me this movie was not, but was very nearly Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking how that bone really won the bone lottery there. Of, you know, <laughs> getting to, to have another life in this movie and, and help Keanu defend his woman. <laughs> Also, it's like he happened to have been in the Museum of Natural Mayhem at the time, so it was a very (laughs) – all the tourists were really excited to see it. It's a 2.30 show. (laughs) Yeah, this is a Keanu in his natural habitat. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right, for, for my major compliment, this is going to be a compliment to me. Early in the movie, I thought to myself, I bet Morgan Freeman is a bad guy because he's smoking so many cigars. And then he totally was. Whoa! Uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah I feel like, like he was morally ambiguous. No, but like, he was he was not on the side of pure good. Is that safe to say? Yes, that's He fair. was not on the side of Keanu. <laughs> but I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Yeah, right? well, he didn't want to kill Keanu, so that was nice. All right, so let's just say that he's Darth Vader and Brian Cox is Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. And at the end, when the shit goes down, Vader throws Palpatine over the thing and helps his son... Keanu Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Good man, a lot of time. Only strangers keep in my place. Okay, so now it is time for our our segment that we do every week. This is called Hate Risk. So we're going to let our hates try to kill each other's uh, hates. And then uh, we'll call in some hate reinforcements at the end. So I want to do a public safety hate. I'm particularly upset that early on in the movie, so he already rides a donor cycle. Yeah. And then to add to it, as soon as he's in a hurry, he runs up to the motorcycle. There's a helmet sitting on the seat, and he <laughs> slaps the helmet away yeah. so he can ride and get in a crash almost immediately. Dude, <laughs> I have an answer for this. <laughs> it obstructs the hair. <laughs> Okay, A, it obstructs the hair, but B, what you have to remember is that in the 30 seconds previous to this, every single character was saying how cold it was. When he got on his bike after taking the drunk girl home, the helmet was frozen to the motorcycle, and he was in a hurry. So he couldn't sit on the motorcycle because the helmet was stuck to the seat. So he had to hit it away and then gun the engine to get out of the way of the explosion. That way it may well be, but this is a bad example to set to kids. If you're ever running from the cops... Wear your helmet. Can I briefly add another public or another safety tip? Uh, after you just shot mine down, I'm not sure I'm going to let you. Well, fuck you. 
Well, the way I see it, fuck you. Oh, well, very good. <laughs> hey, I, I got one. Yeah. So, tip to evil people. If you're going to have a molester van, all right, <laughs> make sure you don't register it to your evil hideout so the good guy can track it there. <laughs> it's just poor form, all right? <laughs> In case he happens to stumble into the in-dash laptop of a squad car. <laughs> after, after cuddling up to a homeless man <laughs> who wants two bits because he's in 1920. <laughs> that um, all happened. Yeah. So. This movie is great. <laughs> Hey, I have one more, like, moral qualm with this movie. I liked in The Lost Symbol, our boy. <laughs> but in general, I dislike when the FBI is made to look bumbling and stupid. Yeah. Because I want to believe the FBI is perfect and flawless and awesome at everything. Yeah. So having them constantly being easily fooled and doing dumb things, uh, that kind of bothers me on a moral level. I, I do <laughs> like that they take bets on... <laughs> yeah, they make guys. bets on like... innocence or guilt of their... Yeah, it's like... Rather than figure this out, let's just bet on it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> now we're going to go into the lightning bonus round. Now you can go compliment, non-compliment, funny one-liner, question, anything you want. Uh, open season. And remember, of course, in, in lightning bonus round, when someone says lightning bonus round, your joke is over. I'll kick it off. My favorite uh, Rachel Wise, do you say, is it Wise or Vice, or does anybody know? Uh, Rachel. Okay. <laughs> when British physicist shit has to knock out a goon, she hits him over the head with a uh, toilet tank cover and then grips her own head in pain. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Well, she's really compassionate, that's all. She's empathetic to the max. Yeah. <laughs> Super empathy. Uh, it turns out it is Vice. 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 Okay, cool. Like she's German. Vice. Vice. Yeah. <laughs> or from Miami. I need a Rachel, uh, a Rachel Heva Weissen. <laughs> I need a Rachel Vice squad. I just call her Edelweiss. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. When Morgan Freeman wants to get the frequencies and compare them against what they were doing in the University of Chicago labs, he does it on a floppy disk. And I was just so happy to see the floppy disk again, where I imagined <laughs> where science is done like uh, 1.44 megs at a time. <laughs> like, sorry, that's all the science I can handle. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. <laughs> Speaking of 90s tech, I love the head scientist who gets killed early on in the movie. It's like, we've got to post this to the internet. Like, <laughs> he's thrilled about the internet, and they're very thrilled about fax machines. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Um, <laughs> a movie that has thing. the internet, and still everybody's faxing everything. We had to wipe down a whole forest to print the thing. <laughs> no, right, so uh, Keanu Reeves uh, emails uh, all, the, all the plans to the FBI from the evil place. Which I'm sure, pretty sure the, the email address is agent at FBI.com. Dot org no, actually it was, it, was, it was actually dot washington dc <laughs> um yeah and the, the, it was a uh, re come and get us my terrorist buddies and i are ready to surrender and then they cut to the fbi uh, after he sent it and it says my god is this what they're what they're saying is make sure that fax machine doesn't run out of paper because <laughs> that's what happens after you email something to someone it goes to a fax it's, the fax is low on paper. That's what happened. Well, no, the, the, the internet was already out of paper, so they had to go straight to the fax machine. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Lightning, bonus, Lightning round. bonus round. Does anybody else have a problem with the fact that Keanu's character's name is clearly Russian? Eddie Kosalovich? <laughs> and he's 
the most un-Russian man you could ever imagine. You know, he's, he's pretty freaking Hawaiian. He did, on, <laughs> he did put on some weight. I heard he, he hurt his back or something. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you kind of get chubby Keanu. It's not like <laughs> Jack from Speed Oh Jack, yeah. or Johnny Utah. This is soft Keanu. This is muffin top Keanu. <laughs> I get a little gooey in the off season. That's why because he, he never actually hooks up with Rachel Vice because she's like, you know what? Uh, you're good at all of this stuff, but you're just a machinist. <laughs> I, that was on the IMDb trivia, right? That Keanu had hurt himself and so he got chubby. Yeah. Is this how everybody works? Like, do you just get chubby when you get an injury? Is that your? That seems like a pretty lame excuse. You're like, I got I got chubby because I broke my leg and couldn't get out of the cake store. <laughs> <laughs> well, what injury caught? Like, did he get injured in the, no, in the human pass, growth? That's all. It's, it's a free pass. <laughs> it really is. It's like I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's his male pregnancy right here. Is <laughs> is a sports injury? Yeah, it was hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my shoulders acting up again. I need ding dongs. <laughs> I'm gonna write you up a prescription for ho hos. All right. Take two <laughs> <laughs> All right, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. There was one more uh, great computer moment that I loved, though. It was like um, Rachel Weisz is researching stuff on this, like you know, very thick nineteen, you know, ninety six laptop, and uh, it just beeps, and she says, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually know what she finds out. Or if the computer just froze. Up. I have nothing in my clipboard. <laughs> oh, oh my god! AOL disconnected me. <laughs> Word 95 just crashed. <laughs> oh my god, it was another three minutes since the last crash. <laughs> oh my god, I was one second short of my record on Minesweeper. Lightning <laughs> <laughs> uh, bonus round. So the hydrogen separating machine was the most uh, world's most unstable fish bubbler. <laughs> All like, like, they pressed the G button, they got the right frequencies, and this giant tank just shook and some bubbles came up. <laughs> it's physics and also the goldfish ride it like it's a ride <laughs> gas on gas off lovely <laughs> northeast shack northeast shack alarm <laughs> <laughs> alright lightning bonus round lightning bonus round lightning yeah Uh, okay, so that brings us to the end of this mini-episode. It is time for our second compliment. Going in reverse order, it is my turn. This movie wasn't even a little bit Atlas Shrugged, and that was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow, that can be a standing compliment across all three movies. Everything else we do. Uh, all right, that's mine. Uh, next up is Ezra. It really didn't trust that the audience was very smart at all. Just kind of insulted our intelligence, because about five minutes into the movie, after we've been in the hydrogen project room for like you know hanging out for a while figuring out what's happening words flash across the screen says university of chicago hydrogen project yep (laughs) it's named dropped a lot there's sweatshirts and there's (laughs) like there's like there's a whole cafe press store where you can get the logo printed on any number of clothing (laughs) items or baby bottles (laughs) chris it's your turn uh to do a second compliment well my compliment has already been a through line of this entire discussion but Keanu has no place in his life for the rules. He will bend them and break them. He hates FBI protocol. At the end of the movie, he and Rachel Weisz are you know, going to be separated by the FBI agents to like go in their separate helicopters. And he's like, no, Dr. Sinclair and I ride together. <laughs> I'm like, 
awesome. Just yeah. way to underline that you are the protagonist and you won't stand for this bullshit. I, that was also fun because that was the closest to a real romantic moment of the whole film. Yeah. This was a, this was a movie that was for boys and never pretended otherwise. <laughs> yeah, they, they have no real chemistry. Let's yeah. face it. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, that means it's your turn for your final compliment on Chain Reaction. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm reaching at this point. I'm really straight <laughs> to the bottom of the barrel. But I guess I did kind of like when Morgan Freeman is giving his send-off to his secretary woman in the thing. He's like, blah, blah, blah is no longer a viable project. We'll advise. Yeah. And I just thought, man, it's got to be pretty easy being his secretary. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was sort of temporarily envious of be having that job. Like, I was actually a little pissed a... off at him because he tells his secretary to take a memo. Yeah. And then it's like 12 words long. And it's, you couldn't write that, really? You couldn't write all of that? <laughs> Yeah, I just someone thought, like, who could write in shorthand to cover that whole sentence. She's union. <laughs> Listen, his cigars need smoking. All right. <laughs> I'm just, I hope she doesn't charge by the word, because that would be that would be fucking annoying. <laughs> he he does everything really brief, so he doesn't have to pay her very much. <laughs> he pays her piecemeal. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a thrifty bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so much for joining us uh we will be at you again in just a couple of minutes with a whole new episode about the lake house uh, film festival yeah. <laughs> on behalf of nick ezra and chris i am alex signing off longer than we expected so i guess we should hurry yeah so uh let's do double speed ready oh shit yeah good evening meet suits welcome back to read it weep this is episode number 42b we're the podcast about bad books movies and television today we're talking about the lake house starring special k mr keanu reeves uh we're sponsored by audible.com get your free audiobook right fucking now audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep Okay, it's time to introduce today's panel. First up, she's supposed to be hot, but her face is entirely made out of squares. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ezra. I love you, but I'm in the future. <laughs> also joining us today, he looks jaundiced and sickly, but he'll still talk shit about your architecture. It's Chris. You are bad at architecture. <laughs> well done. <laughs> also joining us today, we have a special guest. He's a house renovating, company creating, letter writing, long walk loving, magic dog owning, girlfriend stealing, bus accident avoiding badass. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Nick back to the program. This won't be the first time I steal someone's wife <laughs> in the next couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm your host. I am a magic dog. My name is Alex. Hey, oh, hey. Jack. I might cockblock you for a little bit, but it's for your own good. <laughs> Have you noticed that Jack is also the name of uh, Keanu's character in Speed? It was intentional. Really? Yeah. Apparently that's what it was referencing. Sandra Bullock did it intentionally. Oh, no shit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they were in that movie together, too. Yeah. What up? Also, Jack is kind of the name of his character in the next movie we're going to review. Yeah, kind of. Kind of.
right. Well, uh, before we talk about this movie, we're going to have to have Chris summarize. So, Chris, you now have 45 seconds to summarize in the style of an egomaniacal architect overbearing father. My son, who is bad at everything, <laughs> and my other son, who can't architect for shit, <laughs> are both my sons. But my older son, who's bad at everything and very much a sellout, discovered a lake house that I built earlier. And there's a mailbox there that allows him to send letters two years into the future to a lady of questionable attractiveness who he comes back and, you know, they, they write notes together, just paltry little notes. And he shows off his, his penmanship, which he learned from me, of course. I'm, I'm a very good architect. I'm very <laughs> I'm sure there will be a retrospective about me later. Uh, however, even though I've driven away my wife, uh, this, this entire uh, movie is just about them writing letters to each other and not using cell phones. Nice. All right. Uh, so, Nick, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the compliment round. Which would you like to do? I will go last now. All right. I'm going to go first. Um, 24 months apart, this is the least ambitious time travel movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but the compliment is that that saves on futuristic props. Good call, movie. <laughs> You can do just one period piece. Everything looks exactly the same. Way to go, and 2000. They both drive vintage cars, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it could have been any time. Uh, so, Chris, that makes you next. I want to compliment how... It, so this entire movie is about them you know, sending notes to each other through a mailbox and then implying that they sent notes to each other through a mailbox to uh, make up the voiceovers. And it's that implication that I want to compliment because... I don't want to see every note. I, you know, it, it's exhausting. I don't want to read during a movie. They just skip to voiceover, and we assume that anything they show during the voiceover happens at a different time than they actually said it, because when they said it, they were writing and putting it through a mailbox. So, <laughs> shortcut, contraction, love it. Save me the time, I, save me the energy. I also loved the there's a part where he pauses, and she's like, no, go ahead, keep going. Like, insinuating that he just sent it while pausing it, she got it. She <laughs> went back to him and then he finished. As yeah. opposed to, you can't do that. Yeah. She would have no idea that he's pausing. <laughs> yeah. Keanu is, is a big, you know, time black belt at, at the dramatic pause. <laughs> In fact, I think dramatic pause is the one state of his acting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ezra, that makes it your turn. Going to do a shout-out for uh, some sexual innuendo at one point. Nice. There is a not-tenderbolt character who wants to sleep with um, with Keanu. and Understandably. Yeah, <laughs> and who wouldn't? Um, and there are two great lines that came up that, that she said. Um, you know, when she was, I think, possibly trying to you know get him hot and heavy. She said um, uh, on the construction site, uh, we need another backhoe. Um, <laughs> and uh, also chiding him, you're supposed to be on top of everything. <laughs> that was like it, was it was intended innuendo. Yeah, she absolutely was trying to seduce him by using really clever puns and with, with inappropriate boot buying. Yes, <laughs> he says you should get some boots, and he winks in kind of a charming way. And she doesn't think because I'll be on a construction site, I might need some work boots. She thinks. Well, let's get some fancy-looking boots. For what it's worth, those were steel-toed stilettos so that you could still drop it. <laughs> great. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, your turn. First compliment, the lake house. My compliment is for both Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves insofar as 
a decade has passed since the, or over a decade. I think isn't Speed 1994? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip here. Twelve yeah. years. Twelve years. Yeah, they look unbelievable. They look so good. Neither of these people ages. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I guess true. so. My compliment is to Hollywood. My <laughs> just for for keeping that <laughs> my my sort of dream perfect vision of Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves together. Because you take, I guarantee you, any girl I went to high school with. And you look at her now, <laughs> she did not look the same. I can't wait to see the romantic comedy action film between Sandra Bullock and, Ke- Bullock and Keanu Reeves in 2018. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, just every 12 years. Let's see what it is. <laughs> it's the dozen year itch. Yeah, no, I think there was something, must be something in the smog there down in LA, man. Just those preservatives and chemicals and shit. Like, I, mean, I can't speak for, for Sandra Bullock, but if, uh, like Keanu, you spend uh, many part of each decade lost in the sands of time, you're not going to age exactly <laughs> the same way as Andrew. <laughs> he got injured playing hockey, and so he, uh, he couldn't wrinkle. <laughs> Los Angeles, I'm So now it's time for our regular segment of Hate Monopoly. But because we're speeding up, everybody, you get to read all of your hate segments right in a row, and then we can discuss afterwards. So you can have as many as three. But first of all, I should say that my hate is in the shape of a little top hat. (laughs) Number one, Keanu's line, I'm an architect. (laughs) I like to build. Yes. That was my number one. Architects don't build things. (laughs) They design things and then tell immigrants to build them. (laughs) Uh, Number two, ribbed turtleneck sweater under a blazer is not a good look, Keanu. Not a good look. Okay, I I actually want to defend him on this one. 2004 was a very different time than 2006. (laughs) And he wore the same thing both times. Poor judgment. He was unattractive one of the times. That's true. (laughs) Number three. Christopher Plummer tries his best, his very best, to elevate the script beyond the absolute dreck that it is, but completely fails in a monologue about always minding the light. (laughs) In it, he also says Nietzsche. Yeah, Yeah, that one hurt me. (laughs) Now, we're all philosophy guys, so I know that that hurt. Yeah, because it makes Nietzsche look Italian. Yeah. <laughs> the Nietzsche. <laughs> the Nietzsche making me a pizza. <laughs> what you have to remember is that the hawk and the lamb, they, they make it a pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eternal return of Spumoni. <laughs> yeah, uh, somebody else hates something. Yeah, I'm on it. All right, here we go. Uh, the things that I hated about it. One, everyone is just totally okay with time paradoxes. <laughs> there's, there's no moment of like... What the fuck just happened? Two, a sub-hate of the, the time issue. If he's an architect and he realizes that the mailbox is magical, why not build a big-ass mailbox, put his ass in it, <laughs> and kick himself <laughs> <up there? laughs> right. You get, you get uh, a, a tax refund for that. <laughs> Second place on beauty contest. <laughs> so good. My last hate, Keanu's brother, worst casting not as an actor but for brother <laughs> <laughs> if you look at Keanu's father 
and the brother, there is no woman that makes all three of them make sense together. <laughs> they, don't, they can't even share one parent. It's like the mailman was banging the UPS lady and that, for each one of them. <laughs> that was some shenanigans. <laughs> Have you gone as? No, I need to do something. As, as hate some things. Uh, this is my, my house on, uh, on Vetner. <laughs> Uh, so at one point they have kind of a fake fight, I guess. And Sanders says, um, "Oh, it's very funny. What do you do? You have a clown for breakfast? I'm just going to point out there: clowns are not funny, and also eating things do not give them their own properties. <laughs> you are not what you eat. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of these things work out. If you ate a clown for breakfast, you're not silly. You're psychotic." And <laughs> very full. Do you know how big clowns are? <laughs> no, I mean, what if you're a clown car? You could eat a lot of clowns for breakfast and no one would be able to tell how many. Oh, uh, but I'm just saying that the, like, white face makeup goes right to your hips. <laughs> if you regurgitate a clown and then another one and then another one. <laughs> and passing those big-ass shoes does not sound like fun. <laughs> It is time to move us along, if that's okay, yes? Yeah, go ahead. Excellent. Okay, so for our uh, for for this episode, our anchor segment, it is time for another Read It and Weep debate. Okay, done. Totally different song. <laughs> I was singing the Law and Order theme, because that's what we use. That's what's going to come on, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just freestyling. <laughs> <laughs> I might have forgotten what that song sounded like. <laughs> Today's topic, in a time travel pen pal relationship, which is it better to be, the person in the past or the person in the future? Taking, oh! Taking the stand of the of the future, it is Ezra. Hey, Ezra. Oh, you wrote the past? Hey, Wait, hold on a second. You, you supported the past? Yeah, that's what we decided on. I, no, I wrote about the past. <laughs> All right, now we've clearly seen that the past is the most interesting part about being yeah. in the future. Now we have to fight it out about who is more right. <laughs> <laughs> Did this really happen? <laughs> See, now it's a real debate. You both want the pro, and so now you got to have pros battling it out. All right, fair enough. You're hosting uh, Nick and, and Chris, you are the judges. <laughs> it's the Read It and Weep Pro-Am debate. <laughs> Uh, this is not so much a debate anymore as it's a race to the bottom. It's a race to the bottom of agreement. Supporting the side of the past is Ezra, and also supporting the side of the past <laughs> is Alex. Now, who is more right? Can you go back in time and tell me something through the future? <laughs> Nick, important, as judged, we have to remember the proposition is, it is better to be the person in the past talking to someone in the future. Now... Who will be a better advocate for this position? Ezra, you will go first. Thank you. <laughs> we should just hug. I don't think there's... Yeah. <laughs> no, we want to see who's right about our points that we both agree with. Order! <laughs> this is a debate, not a socialist commune. Go. We figured out All right. that we agree and we still want to fight. Yes, absolutely. Number one, in the past, uh, you don't have to deal with the fact that you might be dead in the future. <laughs> Number two, turtlenecks might still be fashionable. <laughs> And number three, you get books from the future. All right. Here are my points. Number one. Wait, do you have to respond to me? I totally agree with all of those points. However, <laughs> mine are more pressing. <laughs> all right. My three points are as follows. You can do cute things like leaving graffiti messages or planting trees for your future girlfriend. 
Number two, you get to learn about the future while the other person only learns about the past. So, for example, you can do things like sport be- sports betting. Objection. About- what? These are all excellent points and support my side as well. <laughs> Agree. Sustained. <laughs> uh, just a quick comment. Back to the future too. Use sports betting in the future, and bad things happened. Just mm. saying. Well, okay, bad things happened to the people who weren't Biff. He seemed to be pretty happy. Yeah. Uh, objection, Judge. He's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Sustained. Please continue. <laughs> and thirdly, uh, you get to use knowledge about your f- from your future girlfriend's letters to you through the mailbox to seduce her in the past, a la her birthday party where he uses the book knowledge or in Groundhog's Day when he memorized everything about her and then uses it to seduce the woman really easily and then gets bored with that activity. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, I want to respond. Yes. Great job. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will now have one round each of uh, random either analogy, ad hominem attack, or – Wait. Song. I think Ez just used his uh, ad hominem attack. <laughs> you know, he just used fuck you. So Alex <laughs> – No, that was Alex. Or, oh, Alex said fuck you? Yeah, yeah. I said great oh, job. Oh, I'm sorry. They're, their positions are so similar. I can <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out for the sake of the court that this is the first time Ezra and I have ever worked in the same room at the same time. So instead of my attack, I'm just going to give Ezra a hug. That's a real hug. Ooh, better man spite. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Ezra, you better come back with something. I mean, I did kind of hold one of his arms as he hugged me. Uh, Alex wins the debate. <laughs> <laughs> Alex <Woo>! wins. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is time for our final compliment. Uh, Nick, you are going first. Please begin. All right. A bunch of girls that I knew when I was growing up were really into the movie Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really glad that they're going to have an exact copy of that movie for when they're middle-aged adult women. <laughs> <laughs> Another movie that doesn't care that time travel doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the same thing. It's like, I use time travel to keep you alive, kind of. But then it doesn't really make sense. And nothing Later, really I'm a gay to... cowboy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Keanu Reeves uh, is never the smartest person in any film arguably he's probably the dumbest one in any film uh, he's in but I appreciate that Sandra Bullock tried to give him a run for his money at one point <laughs> she plays chess with the dog and the dog manages to beat her <laughs> <laughs> well that that night man she didn't see it coming <laughs> <laughs> actually I'm going to leapfrog you Chris just because my comment was also about the magic dog awesome. because have, having a time travel movie wasn't silly enough they needed a dog that could play chess and could keep you from making bad relationship decisions by sleeping with slutty boots girl. <laughs> At the risk of minus two points, I'm going to reference Star Trek. And <laughs> Q is very much like this. Q just shows up and is kind, he does random shit and he's amusing and he goes away. And just like that, so was the dog. <laughs> Since we aren't giving out points this round, you're just at minus two. <laughs> yeah, there's no possible chance to win those. Yeah, back. to NA to NA to NA. <laughs> yeah, done. All right, so I'm going to go my compliment. At one point, time travel is used when they're trying to prove that it's 2004 versus 2006. Sandra Bullock tells him that there's going to be a freak snowstorm. And there's this great shot of Keanu at his kitchen counter in the lake house giving a blank stare after reading the letter, being like, no way. And then he looks out, it's snowing, and then he sneezes, and he resumes the same cold stare that he started, because <laughs> he takes everything to its completion. He also had a great line when he talked to his soup right then. He said, come to Papa. 
Yeah, that that is also true. Papa needs a new pair of soup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us. Join us again in just a minute for Feeling Minnesota, our episode about Feeling Minnesota. Uh, boom. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Read and Weep, episode number 41C. We are the podcast about stuff. For example, Feeling Minnesota. Uh, seriously, go sign up for that Audible trial. Here are some people. Uh, first, he's your sadistic, bumbling brother, and he'll eat your ear. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ezra. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> also joining us, she's not only sexy and crazy, she's also hard to kill. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris. I got shot, but not really. <laughs> and joining us again, we have a very special guest. He's a cigarette-tossing, wedding-present-forgetting, annoying-name-having, bride-defiling, gas-station-robbing, car-stealing, above-ground-burying, paper-rock-scissors-winning, fight-picking, dog-liberating, ear-missing, Vegas showgirl-winning, badass... Ladies and gentlemen, it's still Nick. Mom didn't love me. <laughs> and of course, I am your host. I'm just a humble motel owner, encouraged by my wife and yours to blackmail you. My name is Alex. Hey, Alex. Okay, Chris, you can summarize in 30 seconds this movie in the style of a violent, blundering Irish cop, and your accent can be as bad as Dan Aykroyd if necessary. <laughs> well, don't you know. I, I, I... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Don't you know, I'm a little bit involved with some with some underground characters, but one of them owes another one money, and instead he paid he paid for a he paid the money with with instead a blonde ex model called Cameron Diaz. <laughs> now, little did we know, right, that that his brother would actually wind up fucking Cameron Diaz before the brother did, and then the brother turns out to be a total asshole. It turns out we're all just feeling Minnesota. <laughs> It wasn't Irish, but it was kind of It was Minnesota, yeah, good job. Yeah, way to miss uh, topically. <laughs> All right, uh, so it's time for the compliment round. Nick, first or last? Uh, last. All right, I'm going to go first. This movie was directed by Steve Bagelman. And I really want to compliment him on not following into the family business. <laughs> and also for being made entirely of bagels. No shit. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Entirely. He, he's like a mini version of the Michelin Man, but tasty. <laughs> okay. When they're having sex, Cameron Diaz yeah. says, a little left, a little to the right, bullseye. Which makes me believe that Keanu Reeves has a prehensile penis, uh, which is one more thing that we can, we can admire for. <laughs> You know, I also admire her communication during uh, fornication. I think yeah, that's yeah. Uh, uncommon, you know, just on first go to be to know what she wants and to be able to vocally communicate that without shame. And that's also fair. I like that, that she has a lateral vagina. So <laughs> you, can all, you need to go left and right to get different parts of it. That's how a plane is. <laughs> <laughs> if you can drive a car, you can fuck Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I've heard that. That's that's. <laughs> Okay, Chris, that makes it your turn. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in this movie, the the creepy, pasty Vincent D'Onofrio brother of Keanu Reeves, improbably so, uh, it hangs out at a diner across the street from the hotel where everybody's fucking and killing each other. Um, <laughs> at this diner, there is a blonde waitress who is eternally not creeped out. And this is my favorite part because he shows up at that diner four times, more fucked up each time than the last, right? 
And then on the last time, he asked you about hypothetical situations in which he murdered someone while he's covered in blood. This may have been my favorite line of the whole movie. It's okay to be creeped out by this, all right? <laughs> and yet, and yet, she's like, yeah, you can use the payphone. It's cool. <laughs> Chris, do you know why she wasn't creeped out, though? Why? That was Courtney Love playing that, that uh, waitress. Yeah, no, she it, just she just saw Kurt Cobain, or she just killed Kurt Cobain. She just killed Kurt Cobain. Cobain. She's had a hell of a day. <laughs> and maybe that's the metaphor. Like he he's the one who found all the money, and she's like, I wrote all those songs. You don't get any of the money. Oh my God, they just wrote Kurt Cobain's death into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving along. Uh, Nick, your compliment. All right, I would like to say that unless you use a gun. All violence has no effect on the people in these worlds. And <laughs> the guns only have an effect some of the time. Sometimes they just come back to life and you just see a ghost. Oh my god, we shot Cameron Diaz in a place that makes her pass out for two days and then be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, since we're in such a hurry, we're going to play Hate Twister, but you only get to spin once. I'm going to go first. Uh, one of the things I hated, that uh, his girlfriend died but then came back to life, and these two things didn't happen. She wasn't a zombie, and they didn't have to move her around like it was Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> right foot red. Okay, another thing I hate about Cameron Diaz's character is that she makes no fucking sense. She says things like, time is like an orange. Yeah. <laughs> it's round, and every orange that happens happens for a reason, or some such <laughs> Everything that happens happens for a reason on an orange. <laughs> You know what, Cameron Diaz? Stick to blowing people in lounge chairs. Done. Time is like an origin that it might prevent scurvy. <laughs> Chris, you said you hated this movie, but I should say, if you pictured it like it was a play of people all with really super low IQs, if it was like just dumb kids doing this play of what they thought a movie should look like, it's actually kind of endearing. <laughs> You're like, oh, look, true. they sure are trying. Yeah, and you, Cameron Diaz was kind of hot, I gotta say. I oh totally man, like hot. that sex scene. It, I was, I was once having sex with a crazy girl, and it was a lot like that. And it was crazy because it was like looking in a mirror, only not. <laughs> Wait, were, were you currently having sex with a crazy girl while you're watching the movie? Because that's the only way it would be a mirror. <laughs> I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. All right, it's time to move along. So uh, now we're going to play a game that, uh, that we call Inside the Actors Studio with Keanu Reeves. So we happen to have Keanu Reeves with us today, and we're going to ask him some questions. Now, let me start off. For, for your role in Feeling Minnesota, how did you prepare for the role of an idiot? Well, uh, I thought a lot back to... <laughs> <laughs> now, Keanu, I, I know that as an actor, certainly you, you are always thinking of your motivation in a scene, and I can see that in your glassy stare and your half-open mouth. When, <laughs> when you were having pretend and or real sex with Cameron Diaz's character in the movie Feeling Minnesota... I noticed okay, that okay. afterwards, afterwards, you wept, and those tears seemed genuine. From whence come these tears? Did they come from realizing that at the end of the movie, she would not show her boobs? No, actually, it was, we did have sex, uh, because 
the the director didn't think I could really uh, emote properly. <laughs> um, and when when she shifted to hit the bullseye, it it uh it tin canned my uh, my unit. <laughs> How horrible! Were 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 there medics involved? Did your unit recover? <laughs> oh um yeah, the next couple movies I did, I had to um. I gained so much weight. Um, (laughs) Let's just shift topics here. Now, Keanu Reeves, Canadian, former hockey goalie, among the many movies you have done, Sweet November, Feeling Minnesota, Speed, not, but almost Speed (laughs) 2. Among your leading ladies, who would you say you had the most chemistry with? I really believe that in order to have good on-screen chemistry you have to have off-screen chemistry so <laughs> before we shoot i usually like to uh to take them on on the keanu ride um right tell me about that ride a little <laughs> well it's um it's a hundred percent pure adrenaline <laughs> and... yes that's everything with you <laughs> now, Keanu, some people have called you a stupider, uh, less blonde version of Matthew McConaughey. What do you respond to this? Oh, I, I have nothing but eternal respect and love for um, for McConaughey. I mean, we <laughs> we 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 tan like most weekdays together. I mean, it's like we. Oh, I, I I love him, and I think that we we definitely play in the same league. Like maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm like triple A, and he's like T ball. But I would not I would not want to say that publicly. I think that he is. I have nothing but love and respect for him. Wait, so neither one of you are major league. <laughs> that's that's the end of it. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, that wraps things up today on the uh, on Inside the Actors Studio. Thank you so much for being here, Keanu. Oh, oh, God, uh, for sure. Sorry, we have one more compliment, and then we are done with feeling Minnesota. So yes, we gotta really hurry this up. Okay, uh, super fast compliments in reverse order. Nick, Keanu bangs his brother's wife at the reception of the wedding's got to be the fastest infidelity ever recorded in history. Ding. <laughs> the only way you could do better than that is if you're doing her on the altar. <laughs> I do you. <laughs> uh, moving along, Chris. Keanu has such a firm grip of reality that he faints at the first sign of magic realism. Cameron Diaz reappears. He is out like a light. Done. Uh, Ezra. Uh, at one point, Keanu has to act like an adult and pretend that his wife is not dead. Uh, and he says, please, let's whisper. She has come down with some kind of flu. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, you're still using the actor's studio voice for the couple. All right, and and my my last one. Uh, so there are a few jobs that you probably wouldn't wouldn't try to get if you've recently been shot and have an exit wound on your back and an entrance wound on your front. Stripping would be up there, but Cameron Diaz, she goes for it. I love that about her. Damaged goods takes it again. Done. <laughs> and it's a classy Las Vegas stripper too. It's not where you'd expect to see women with gunshot wounds. <laughs> she she aims for the top when she's riding the bottom. You okay. mean not like Reno? <laughs> Take that, Reno. Take that. Uh, none of us are in Reno. Uh, Biggest little titties. <laughs> <laughs>
been episode 42 a b's and c's um this is it for real this time thank you so much for being here as and chris yeah yep and uh thank you very much nick and keanu oh uh, thanks guys i really appreciate it it's so much of a pleasure to be on the show thanks <laughs> <laughs> so so check out our in our show notes we have a link uh, nick actually played keanu on stage in Point Break the Musical in San Francisco last year, so you definitely have to check out the audition video because he's terrific. And he beats people with a lot more friends in the audience, so he does it purely on talent and not on nepotism. Talent and abs. (laughs) (laughs) Which is one of the Keanu talents. Join us home, everybody, join us next week. We're going to be reading Sweet Little Lies, also known as L.A. Candy 2, Back in the Habit by Lauren Conrad. So... (laughs) (laughs) You can always get it on Audible at audiblepodcast.com slash read it. We get that book for free and keep up with us. That is it. We are out. Sizzle, sizzle, boom. In the wall of poverty. <laughs>